You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. everyone. This week, we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is, push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716 716- 218-8981, or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Jamie J. And he's proud to say that he's committed to the ripple effect of entrepreneurship. He loves supporting ideas, bravery, collaboration that creates an impact starting in your own backyard. Jamie's the founder of Bottleneck Virtual Assistance, where he helps business leaders and organizations find specialized virtual assistants to help with administrative tasks, web development, setting appointments, writers, and much, much more. Jamie and his team have created a six-step hiring formula to help business professionals successfully onboard new candidates. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much, Dennis. Super stoked to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I am so, so happy that we get a chance to catch up. Just to let the audience know, you know, Jamie and I met a few years ago. It seems like way longer, but it was a few years ago. And he was one of the first podcasts that I was ever on, probably one of the first 10 podcasts that I was ever interviewed on. And we just immediately hit it off. Jamie's built multiple businesses, has done an amazing job, is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And so I'm so, so happy that he could be on the show with me today. Really appreciate it. We're going to talk today about something we've never, ever talked about on Growth Experts. And that is we're going to talk about how company culture ties directly into growth and profits. And Jamie's been living this firsthand with his bottleneck business, his virtual assistant business. But before we dive into that, I want to talk for just a minute. Give us a little bit of background, Jamie. Tell us a little bit about kind of your journey to get here. And then tell us a little bit more about bottleneck and we'll kick it off. Ah, yeah. Appreciate that. Well, this this story goes back to about 2005. I started a real estate ad agency in uh, central California in a town called Stockton, just south of uh, Sacramento, if anybody's familiar with that area. And I launched with a partner and a real estate ad agency. And in order, as you all, as most people know, it's pretty expensive launching a new company. So it was the first experience I had. My partner was from the Philippines and he introduced me to a bunch of virtual assistants. We did a magazine and all that kind of stuff and web developers, graphic designers. And so we had a staff of 13. We had four people working at our office, but everybody else was in the Philippines And it was an unbelievable experience. So it's been since about 2006 that I've kind of, you know, been involved with staffing from the Philippines and just fallen in love with with them, their culture, everything about it. And I've learned a ton since then. They helped me start a web company that I started myself a little bit later and 
we just, uh, yeah, it just, I don't know what I would do without our virtual assistant team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it has been such a trend, particularly over the last decade. I mean, you're kind of an outlier. You were doing it very early on. You were doing it before I even knew it really existed, right? Um, <laughs> really, honestly, I mean, you're so you're kind of a trailblazer when it comes to, you know, leveraging that skill set and leveraging those different economies and, and, and everything that all the benefits of having a VA, a virtual assistant abroad really can give you. So do us a favor, peel back the onion a little bit on bottleneck and what you offer. I mean, we shared a little bit in the intro, but talk to us a little bit about what you offer and some of the benefits, and then we'll dive in. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you again. Well, bottleneck, basically we say, let us help you stop the bottleneck in your business. <laughs> and thanks to my good friend, Emmy Award winner, Mark Hafner. He helped me come up with the name. He's just a, a great fellow there. But basically what bottleneck is, is we're a virtual assistant staffing agency. And one of the biggest challenges that many of us have in our own business, and I, I'm speaking from personal experience, is finding the time to do everything because we always get hammered with those mundane details, you know? The things that have to be done, they're very important, but Lord Almighty, if someone else could help me with this, I could really focus on the bigger picture and do whatever I need to go to events or, you know, talk to other people about what's going on in the business and things like that and just kind of networking. And so for a long time, I was really wanting to be able to make sure I did everything and anything going away from me, holy cow, you can you can do that. You know, I felt really insecure about that. And it wasn't until I sucked it up and I gave someone else, I, you know, empowered them to kind of take over some of those responsibilities for me. Was it when I realized, holy cow, this is amazing. And, as, you know, there's there's certain things now like I give my usernames and passwords to my assistants now and I have zero worries about what they're going to be doing with it. I know it's all productive and everything. And we've really, really grown. Now, a lot of people don't like bigger staffs, but even for those people that are looking just to get some of their time back, or uh, I don't know about you, but my girlfriend, Sarah and I, we went on a trip a couple of weeks ago. We went, to, we took nine days off and I came back and our company was just flying. It was doing awesome. Um, we even got uh, acquired some new clients while I was gone. So it was fantastic. And I, I just, I don't, that feeling of having the confidence to step away from the business for a little bit, just to recharge is, is tremendous. No, that's amazing because most entrepreneurs, what I tell people in my observation is most entrepreneurs don't start a business. What they do is they start a high paying job because oh, yes. they're, they're mm -hmm. married to it. They're tied to it 12 or 14 hours a day. And while it may be helping them financially and giving them what they want financially, but they're time starved and they, you know, and their world becomes very, very small, right? And mm -hmm. they can't go on vacation and they can't make all those family events. And so to me, you know, some people would argue with me, but I don't call that a business, right? I call that a trap. And while yeah. you're making money, you don't have any of that freedom. So I'm happy, very happy to see that, you know, I'm not surprised knowing your business model, <laughs> that you have free time and that you and your girlfriend can travel and do those things because you you did give up the reins and give up some control. So can you do us a favor and tell us a little bit about how big Bottleneck is, whether it be revenue or employees or, or growth percentage, however you want to frame it, give us a sense of how big Bottleneck is today. Well, internally, we have 11 on staff internally, and that includes web developers and designers and social media managers, uh, 
email marketers, and then of course our HR director, our operations manager. And so we, we've grown pretty good and uh, that really helps, but it is a lot of management duties. But in terms of virtual assistants that we've placed, holy cow, hundreds, I would say that are out there. And our goal is to have a thousand VAs sourced, what we call source, but it's, we'll go out and find them and place them in an organization within the next 18 months. So it's, it's pretty exciting to see. With regards to income, we, we're in the six figures, mm-hmm. uh, which is really nice. But, you know, our goal for next year is it's the first time we're going to hit a seven figure mark. And boy, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I know I know that's old school for you, but boy, that's kind of new for us. So we're happy. <laughs> Listen, seven figures is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. I promise you. So uh, congratulations on that. That's amazing. So so tell me, you you start how long ago did you start Bottleneck? Roughly what year did you start it? So I've been doing Bottleneck without calling it Bottleneck since 2006. I've been helping out friends and and uh, you know business colleagues and things like that. And it, it was a couple of years ago that my mastermind really urged me to move forward with this because they thought it was a, a really good opportunity. And so in 2016, I formed Bottleneck, and we've been running pretty strong since then with the Bottleneck brand. So you officially launched it in 16. Okay. So mm-hmm. between now and then, you've placed hundreds of VAs. And it's probably covers lots of different clients and lots of different needs and all kinds of different geography. So one of the questions I want to dive into is what's been your number one strategy for getting new clients, not necessarily new VAs, but new clients for your business? Ah, that's If you had to pick your question. top one or two strategies, what, what's worked for you the best up to this point? Sure. Um, networking has been really a blessing to me. So going to events and talking to people like that. Also, I've had the added luxury of of being affiliated with, you know, a, a really great mastermind group and they've helped me out a lot and they've also introduced me to a lot of people. We've gotten a lot of referral based, but I think our number one strategy, my number one strategy is just going out and networking. We're ha- we're starting to get a bigger presence on, you know, the social media channels and things like that. But it was the live events that I've gone to, I think, is probably the number one, being able to meet people and answer questions for them and then get a couple key influencers as clients. That's really, really helped us out uh, so that we're able to kind of in a way leverage their celebrity. But, you know, it's 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 them, somebody that many people look up to saying, wow, you know, Bottleneck is a fantastic organization. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear the answer and it and it varies wildly from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. So I'm always curious what they're using to get new clients. So I know you're such a nice guy networking, you know, it falls right into your wheelhouse. Everybody loves you after they meet you <laughs> and you know, you go to a lot of events. So I'm not surprised that that's been such a successful strategy. People just kind of are attracted to you and and want to help. So those referrals are incredibly powerful. So awesome. Well, listen, let's do this. I want to dive into the meat and potatoes because I'm excited to unpack this idea behind how company culture can tie directly into your business growth and profits. So can you help unpack that for my audience? Tell us, give us a little bit of framework on how you did it at Bottleneck and what some of the results have been so that my audience may be able to leverage something like that for their own business. Yes. And thank you for giving me the opportunity and the platform to talk about this because I kind of I kind of geek out on this stuff. <laughs> I, I really enjoy this. 
so if you look at Wikipedia, it defines organizational culture as having to do with the behavior of humans within an organization and the meaning that people attach to those behaviors. What in the heck does that have to do with turning a bottom line? Well, in my opinion, if you don't have everybody on the same page, it's very hard to, to take a company and, and make it profitable, if at all, and to actually scale even quicker or grow your business faster. And I think by having everybody on the team buy into this company culture, and when I say everybody on the team, that could be one person or two people or three people you know, that you're working with. If they don't buy into whatever it is that company culture is, and we align our company culture with four core values. And if they don't buy into those four core values, then I don't think you're going to be profitable because you're always going to be fighting against somebody. There's always that Z factor out there of the negative Nelly that doesn't buy into it. And to be honest, that was kind of me when I worked in corporate America. My nickname was JT for Jamie time. I didn't buy into the culture at this big corporation. I hated going to the meetings. They were extremely boring and long and oh my gosh, it was all finance and financial driven and there was not, it wasn't really fun. And so I think since we've moved from that, I guess you can say transactional based economy to a relationship based economy, you're starting to see company culture become even more relevant. And if I can go back really quick to talk about those four core values. Yeah, go ahead, please. Everybody on our team aligns with these four core values. And even this podcast today, had this podcast not aligned with my four, four core values, I would have had politely say, I'm sorry, Dennis, can't do your show. <laughs> right. There's no way that was going to happen because I know I easily aligned it. But we have four core values. One is exceptional character. And this is to the extent and a degree to which relationships thrive on are dictated by authentic, real, honest, and integral conversations based on a mutual acceptance of expectations. And I also attach a question with that. Does this person, Dennis Brown, I'm considering with working with or being on his show represent a person of exceptional character? Heck yeah, right? Check. Now, I also have unbridled creativity, habitual strategy, and insatiable passion. Now, there's questions attached to each of these. Does this person or entity search for entity search for creative alternatives? Does this person or entity have a strong plan for the future? Is this person or entity passionate about what they are doing? Check, check, check. Yes, yes, yes. So I got four out of four. I definitely want to be on your podcast, right? Because So go over those one more time. Exceptional character. It's exceptional character, unbridled creativity. Unbridled creativity. Habitual strategy, meaning Yep. We view businesses as an ongoing chess game. We are long-term players and strategic thinkers driven to master the game with integrity and excellence. And then the fourth is insatiable passion. Of course, we're passionate about what we're doing. Perfect. Now, our entire team buys into these four core values. And you may go, okay, Jamie, this is a little bit off topic. How does this, you know, what does this, how, how does this tie to your profits or bottom line? Well, every single person on the team buys into these four core values So if I am out at a networking event and I have a client that I'm working with, anybody on my team understands the underlying core values of how and why we operate so they can continue working, building, building the business while I'm away. Case in point was two and a half weeks ago, I left for nine days and I came back and we 
have more clients than when I left. That's perfect. Now, that's a perfect example of how creating that culture is kind of like the glue that holds it all together, right? Mm. And it's kind of like, again, you know, if you were to leave maybe a previous business where you hadn't established this culture, you know, it's that old adage, when the cat's away, the mouse will play, right? And exactly. so that, that I think a lot of business owners have experienced that. And the other thing about culture is that I've noticed, you know, in my career is that you're either defining the culture or the culture is going to define you or the business. And so what you have all, you could have all these rogue elements built within your organization. You could have those negative Nellies, those naysayers that are dragging everybody down. And it's very, very hard to grow. It's very, very hard to get anything accomplished when you always have that internal strife. So I totally, totally agree. And I love those, those, uh, four, you know, four pillars that you use. So that's perfect. All right. So can you peel the onion back a little bit further? You know, I think there was some other stuff that you're doing specific to culture and how it fits into these four pillars that have really helped, you know, almost, you know, kind of build your own funnel and almost tie it into the community. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, we've come up with a, a concept called the ripple effect and it's all about giving and kindness. And I think there's plenty of room in this world. I know in high impact sales environments and things like that, it's a, it could be a little cutthroat and people have to hit their numbers. I totally get that. But at the same time, the leaders that buy into a concept of giving back and, and being kind help develop this company culture. And the ripple effect is exactly that. And what, like what my ultimate, there's a big picture, right? There's a big picture. And what is that why? Not, oh, I want to, you know, support the family and do all that. No, what's the big why? My big why is creating awareness for pollution in the ocean, right? That's my big why. That's way out there. And what the heck does that have to do with anything? Well, if it wasn't for me understanding what my big why was and understanding how to cause a ripple effect within my own team, we wouldn't be able to expand out into doing other creative things. So my team in the Philippines will go around to junior highs and high schools and talk to those kids that are getting ready to go on to the next part of their lives and, and offer encouragement and give back and, and help them feel that they count, right? And we don't have to do this. We don't get paid to do this. But the really cool thing is this whole giving back motivates these kids to believe in themselves and do something. And one of the reasons that we like doing something like this is because there is a big pool of talent out there and a lot of them lack confidence. And if we can instill that confidence to have them go on to school and get those degrees, perhaps we can place them in a really good job when they get out. And we've done that. I have my, one of my developers has been with me for almost five years and his little brother really thought that was awesome that he was working and doing well working from home. And through his brother's encouragement, he went and got a degree in a computer science degree. And now his younger brother is now working for us. And it's just really exciting to see that what that kind of passion will bring, you know, to a whole kind of uh, you know, community on a global aspect or global level. No, that's really interesting how you've been able to Tie, what I love about it is that you're tying your mission in through all through your entire organization and then you're reaching out to the community and it kind of takes that whole concept of givers get right. You know, the more you mm -hmm. give, the more it comes back. 
you don't know where or how it's going to come back. You don't necessarily have any expectations that it's going to come back, but you're truly out there trying to to help other people. And I think not only your clients, not only, you know, the students in your in those schools, not only that, but your your staff sees that. And I think, you know, one of the things that really kind of sticks out to me about this of why this could work so well in almost any business is that, you know, you hear that old expression, the better you treat your employees, the better they treat your clients, right? Mm. And I think yeah. your your staff probably, because of the culture you've created, probably gives every single one of your clients literally white glove service because they are so tied into your mission, right? And to your overall, and to your overall overarching plan and strategy and culture. Yeah, your assumption is right on. And I love my staff. <laughs> like they are, they are like family to me. One of the staff members, she was just able to buy her first house. And, you know, we're, we're there for one another. When we have our weekly meetings, you know, what was your wins for this week? The staff is the most important aspect of the business by far and away, even more important than our clients. We love our clients. Don't get me wrong, but I've really built a good relationship. And like I said, it's like family. And I think if people can really establish a company culture that is authentic, real, and and passionate, you'll see the profit margins increase. Perfect. No, and I totally agree. So let's shift gears really quick as we kind of wrap towards the end here. You know, you've been an entrepreneur for many years. I think you said you started your first business back in 2006. So it's been a Mm -hmm. dozen years here of ups and downs, wins and losses. (laughs) And so, you know, starting this new venture, you know, bottleneck, I'm sure you've had your fair share of struggles. What's been mm. the biggest challenge? If you had to pick one, what would be, what's been your biggest challenge in growing bottleneck to this point? That is an awesome question. And it's very easy, hands down systems and processes by far and away. <laughs> one of my favorite sayings that I learned from my friend, Scott Beebe is do something as if it was the last time you're ever going to do it. I didn't really know what that meant. And I never really grasped the importance of that. It wasn't until... I finally figured out that every time I do something, I need to write down that process or that workflow so that we, if, if I ne- ever need to hand it off, I can do that. Setting up systems and workflows is very time consuming and it's not exactly exciting, <laughs> right? But that was by far and away our biggest challenge. And what happens without systems and process? Chaos. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you have hundreds or potentially a thousand VAs that you've sourced over a period of time, can you imagine if they were all running different directions, Ugh. all doing, you know, the different, the same, the same, you know, ta- the same work, but doing it a different way with the, you know, I mean, it would just, it would implode. It would literally oh implode. Gosh. Yeah, it would be, it would be nuts. So I totally see that. All right. Awesome. All right. So listen, what's your favorite growth tool or software? What are you using now that you couldn't live without? 17 hats. I love 17 hats. It's incredible. I'm a big systems and workflow and processes person. So I really like 17 hats. That helps the whole, you know, the onboarding of the customers, the agreements, everything is automated. All my emails are already done. It's just, it's a fantastic program. I love it. Perfect. I'll have to check that out. And what would be one book that you would recommend to my audience? Man, that's tough because it's going to change here in a second. But as of right now, I really like Play Bigger by a really, really good friend, Christopher Lockhead. 
among he was one of the co-authors but play bigger is fantastic it's all about category design and i can't wait for his new book that he's getting ready to release called niche down it's going to be all about niching down it's you know perfect target for like entrepreneurs and small business awesome well, listen, Jimmy, it's been awesome to catch up. And I know we're going to be talking again soon as we always ping each other and stay in touch as, as our businesses evolve. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that things at Bottleneck are, are growing so rapidly. And so before we close out, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about Bottleneck, and then we'll close it out for today. Well, you could talk to Dennis Brown <laughs> and, and he'll help you out as well. Dennis is, is the man. And thank you so much for including me on all of your LinkedIn's. I really enjoy that stuff when, when you're posting on there. But it's pretty simple. You can just go to bottleneck.online and uh, check it all out. And we have a six-step hiring formula there that's it's totally free that can help you onboard new candidates. And it's, it's the six-step process or formula that I use myself internally, and I've decided to go ahead and share that, and it's been really helpful. So it's bottleneck.online. Yeah, I've seen that six-step hiring process, and you give it away for free, what a lot of people actually charge hundreds of dollars for. So I would strongly suggest that you guys check that out. And listen, thanks for being on the show, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.